Hey everyone, and welcome back to Hope of the Well podcast. We've had a great Christmas break, but we're excited to be back with you. We hope that you just find this discussion uh, an oasis in the middle of your week, and we're excited to rejoin you again. Say hello, everybody. Hey. 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 We've got Pastor Patrick, Pastor Matt, and Pastor Christine joining us today. And we're just going to kick off by calling out Pastor Patrick right off the bat. In a previous episode, he told us all that the Mandalorian was not going to be any good, uh, that it just was not a good show at all. And I just want to turn it over to him and get his statement. Okay, that is not what I said. I did not say it wasn't going to be any good. I said it wasn't any good. What I had seen to that point better or worse was that's not good. I have turned a corner. I rewatched the first episode, and I love Baby Yoda. Um, so I'm a fan of The Mandalorian, and uh, that's we just need to put that to bed. Are you recanting your previous statement then? No, I think the first episode was still slow um, and hard. So no, I'm not. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> But uh, I have enjoyed, and now I'm looking forward to uh, the next season. Isn't the first episode the one where Baby Yoda is introduced? At the very end. But I don't think I made it to the end. I think it was so slow. I think I fell asleep. Um, so you fell asleep just, because it was slow. And not great. I fall asleep at movies be, or shows because they're not good. It's slow, yeah. Oh, okay. Also, let's just clarify, it's not Baby Yoda. It's the child. The director's all been out in the media saying, like, we need to stop calling it Baby Yoda. It's not Baby Yoda. It's the child. I get it, but it's still Baby Yoda to me. (laughs) For sure. I'm not saying it's Yoda. Just saying it's Baby Yoda. For sure. (laughs) Uh, Well, we had a great weekend at Hope Church. Um, But before we get into just kind of talking and discussing um, what you had to say in your message, I thought we would do a completely difficult hypothetical. Um, we're still discussing whether it was completely difficult or completely random, and I think we've landed on difficult and hypothetical uh, for this week. Maybe it'll be both. Maybe it'll be random and difficult. Uh, but if we could take a road trip anywhere, anywhere, but it has to be a road trip, where would we go? All of us as a staff or individually? That's a great question. If you could what, take... does that change it? You don't want to go with, with me wherever you're going? I think so, because I might want to go somewhere that you don't want to go. It changes options. I believe yes. that's true. Whatever. Let's go with this. <laughs> what if the four of us, if the four of us had to go on a road trip, like right now, where, where would we go? What's the purpose of this trip? That's, that's uh, <laughs> uh, a need to know. Wait, would we go today in the middle of winter, or we, could we go whenever we wanted? We'd go whenever we wanted. All right. Then if we're in a car, then I want to go to Colorado and go hiking in the mountains. I'd be if we get on a plane, I want to go to a beach and chill out. Well, I don't think a plane would necessarily be considered a road trip. I don't know. But I, like your, <laughs> I, like your, I like your car option, though. I've always wanted to go over to the the west coast i've never been over there so california i'd love to see washington state see some of the big trees and 
in Seattle would be Ooh, the amazing. The Han National Park is awesome. Yeah, so I, I'd like to go out there, but that's just because I personally have never been there. But my go-to would always be uh, the Florida Keys. Because in Florida, like, driving down to the Keys in itself is like driving two or three states. Hmm. Because to go all the way to the last island before you reach Cuba is, like, way down there. It's like a seven-hour road trip hmm. if you started from, like, Miami area. So that's always my best trip because you're hopping islands and the water is so see-through. It, it's really a vacation destination. It's awesome. I still kick myself because the one time that I've been to California, I was five minutes from a redwood forest. Yeah. Like it said it on the map, redwood forest. And I didn't, I didn't take the five stuff. minutes to go. Drive to the tree now, even. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got to do that. Did you? Mhm. That's really cool. Awesome. What about you, Christine? Probably Montana, just because that's like the next place I really want to go. It's a long drive, but maybe we'd survive. Mm. But there's just a lot of cool stuff to see there. Mm. It'd be fun to like stay on a dude ranch and hang out with horses and stuff. <laughs> City Slickers yeah, just came just through, my through my mind. mind too. <laughs> that's all yeah. that went through my mind. Are you guys familiar with that movie? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, we're older. Oh, don't lump me in. <laughs> I saw it because they ran reruns on TBS. Yeah. That's why I saw it. All right. I would go to Dubuque. Uh, yeah, I would go to Dubuque. Just for five guys, right? No, not for five guys, because we've been trying to go there for the five years that we've lived here. And we went there for my brother's wedding, and we've been like, it'd be nice to go back to Dubuque. Never been. It's an hour away. Dubuque, Never Iowa, been there. Right? Okay. Yeah. Because Dubuque, to, Minnesota is awesome too. I've been there. That is awesome. It's a small town. Dubuque, it's amazing. Huh. I, uh, we were just in Dubuque a month ago before my surgery, and there was this great little coffee shop. It's their downtown is kind of they're rehabbing it, so hmm. kind of got some cool stuff. We had a, a nice little restaurant too. We'll have to make the hour trip like we've been planning for five years now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, why don't you read us the scripture that you spoke from this past week and kind of lead us into that discussion? Yeah. Um, so we really were focused out of Second uh, Peter chapter one, starting in the third verse. It says His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. And for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, self-control, and self-control, steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he's blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. So, but I really, uh, it really was the, the first part, but the last part really talks about, hey, this is what we do, this is how we, this is the things that are added to, this is the things that, uh, that make our life, but the, the two things I really kind of focused on are one was that um, his divine power and our knowledge of him 
is how we experience the promises of God. And so um, we can't experience those things apart from that. Um, and so it's just vital that we would uh, grow in our knowledge of Him, but really with that reality of it being experiential, not just knowing from a head, yeah. uh, but knowing it from a heart and living that out. Um, and, uh, and then that's the second part that goes with it, and then somebody else jumped in here, was that this idea that make, uh, uh, make every effort and just kind of made the statement that I think it's a fair statement. Uh, it's a fair statement about me. I think it's about us. Is that there are times that we don't make every effort. Mm-hmm. That we don't make a good effort. Sometimes we don't make any effort. Yeah. Um, and God is really telling us, make every effort. Because he wants to bless us. Because he wants our life to be filled with him and his divine power. Which, again, comes back to that we... Um, uh, are part of his divine nature we partake of his divine nature and we escape the corruption in this world and he, those are things that he wants us to have one and he wants us to miss the other because it's horrible and it ruins people, it ruins families, it ruins relationships and when you talk about that I pretty consistently think about my desire for my kids and just remembering how I grew up and um, for the first, I think, 10 years of my life, we had gone to a Church of Christ church, very uh, traditional, very, uh, uh, like, there were a lot of rituals that you, like, had to partake in. And um, I just remember that being very dry and, like, you know, uh, there were steps that you took. Um, but I never really understood much about what we were doing, even though I think I got confirmed in the Church of Christ. Way to go. Uh, so, yay for me. <laughs> but uh, I don't—I have no idea what I did to achieve that or whatnot. And, um, but I do remember when I was in junior high and beginning to, like, experience the power of God and feel His presence and know that, like, oh, my life is changing because— of this thing that we, I've been growing up in and not really knowing anything about. And uh, I think about that with my kids now. Like, if we do everything we can to teach them about the goodness of God, but they never discover it for themselves, it's not going to last. Right. It's not going to sustain them past the point where they leave our house. And so constantly my cry to my kids is, hey, we can tell this to you over and over again, and we can show it how it's played out in our life. But if you never reach yourself out and grasp hold of God for yourself, then there's not much that your mom and I can do about that. And I think that doesn't just go for kids. That goes for everybody that we speak to yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, that point of seeking God for yourself and not just doing the things to do. I think that effort is not just in checking the things off the list. That effort is more of like a heart effort of seeking God. And as we seek him, all the things that we're supposed to do will become a natural outflow of that. Because as we're filled up, you know, the Holy, the fruit of the spirit becomes more of who we are and we're naturally patient and kind and self-controlled. 
the more we seek him, the more we become like him, and those things just become natural. When we're working at it so hard and we're continually failing, that shows us that we're not doing it in the right way because it should be just natural as we're seeking him and desiring more of him and asking him, be like, God, give me that heart um, and, and give me a heart for your word and things like that because really it all comes from him, you know, yeah. as we seek him. Well, you know, you weren't, you weren't upstairs, you are downstairs uh, ministering to our kids, which, uh, by the way, just doing a great job. Um, and uh, our kids are experiencing God at their level yeah. where they're at. Uh, but one of the things they said about that making every effort, I don't think that's God is saying make every effort to try harder. In fact, I shared kind of a story how I was praying one day, and I'm like, God, I'm trying to do everything that I can. And he said, yeah, stop trying. Stop trying and start surrendering. Yeah. In those places that are difficult, um, those places where I want to kind of make it happen, um, he was just saying stop because the reality is is that I can't make any of those things happen. I have to surrender those places to God. And as I surrender those to God, um, that's when his divine powers at work because submission is a currency in heaven. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I think for myself, especially at school, uh, this was one of the greatest lessons I learned uh, was that, you know, being a Christian and, and waiting to hear God's voice is amazing, but you could be doing so much in the place that you're at right now, preparing for what God is going to do and the doors that he's going to open. And so for me, it was, it was a valiant effort. It, it was uh, putting in so much so God can pour that out of me. It wasn't my own works that can do anything, but it was him opening the door and him in pushing me in the direction that he wanted that I saw so much fruit and so much things that God did that was greater than I could ever do myself. But there's so much that we could do in having an active faith and actively pursuing after God. And the things that will come out of it are so much greater than we could have ever imagined God doing within us without it. Yeah. And so for me, that was the, one of the greatest lessons I learned at school before now stepping into full-time ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And just what you said, you know, if we don't put anything in, mm-hmm. we don't get anything out. Exactly. I mean, that, that's true in any relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. so often people like say, like, I have faith that God's going to do it. And then they just sit and they wait but they don't make any effort and and start planting the seeds and seeing what God's going to do with that and carry it out. They just sit and twiddle their thumbs and And God's going to speak. And they become disappointed and it affects your faith and it affects a lot. And so if you just actively prepare yourself for what God has in the future, he's going to fulfill his promises. He's going to fulfill the doors that he's going to open. And you just got to be patient, but actively be patient. Yeah, amen. Yeah, so we say all the time, um, what's your next step mm-hmm. with Jesus? And I think the question for us as you just continue through that series is what's the next effort that we need to be making? I think sometimes we can get so overwhelmed because for all of us, there's so many areas of our life that need to change. Yeah. yeah. There's so, so many. I need to get a bit more sleep. I need to get more exercise. I need to eat better. I need to plan my work week better. I need to, you know, 
Drink more water, eat better food. Have more friends. More spiritual. I'm glad you guys jumped in there because I was running out of things because I don't really have that. (laughs) (laughs) You were projecting uh, what we were having problems with. Oh, but uh, that's the question I think we're asking, right? As we continue through this series is what's the next effort you can make? So what are efforts that we can make here at Hope Church? And just make that applicable to us living in community right here, right now. What's the efforts that we can make? I mean, right now we're in our 21-day fast and prayer, and I think prayer is really pivotal in our relationship with God. And not just, this is something I talk to the kids about, not just talking to God, because if you ever call somebody up, are you the only one talking? No, you're taking that time to also listen to the other side. And taking that time to listen and also listen as you're reading the word, you know, being like each time we go into the word, this is something that I'm really working on is like Holy Spirit speak to me through through this. Let it not just be something I check off my list, but let me really get something out of it. So I think those two things, I know we talk about it all the time, but it's just it's the basics. If we don't get the basics right, we're not going to get the rest right. We talk about it all the time because... We need to talk about it all the time. It's the gold standard. I mean, it truly is. And that's a good focus, especially because we're right in the middle of that right now. Uh, I know just... I I purposefully don't talk about worship a lot because I feel like I'm the worship pastor and it's cliche to talk about (laughs) worship. (laughs) But... Um, Go get your scarf on. I know. I need my scarf. I do have skinny a new jeans. pair of jeans on today. They're not skinny jeans. They're more like, what is that? Anyway. Um, but uh, really, like, pursuing a deepening sense of worship. You know, we say it during our services, but it's probably good to say it outside of our services, too. There's next step in worship that you can take. Um, and really, our sense of, it, we've talked a lot about the sense of worship happening in our church and happening in our services. That's not a worship team thing. That's not a, uh, a leadership thing. That's an everybody right. thing because mm-hmm. everybody in the room adds to the atmosphere of worship and praise. Everybody in the room adds to the atmosphere of surrender. And so maybe that's your next effort. Um, is just taking the next step in worship, whether that means just taking a moment and closing your eyes and uh, categorically surrendering areas of your life that you know you need to, whether it's a moment of repentance where you know that you've screwed up this week and you need to tell God that I'm making every effort to turn away from my sin and turn towards you. Or it's something physical. It's something like lifting your hands for the first time, going to the altar to just get a better focus in that moment. Um, It's another way that we can make effort in this season of fasting and prayer too. Yeah, another that I thought of is, is service giving up your time for something that's greater than yourself. Yeah. I think that's truly when we can see God move and, and maybe God starts placing desires on our heart to, to have a calling or have a different area in ministry that we can be involved in. Uh, and especially being involved at Hope Church and being a part of this big family, being able to help your fellow congregants and your brothers and sisters in Christ, it's, it's something that we could see God move a lot in. Maybe to uh, top that off would be 
Just being in community. Yeah. Uh, isolation is no place for us. Mm-hmm. And as we press into community, you know, we've got life groups starting at the end of January, beginning of February. Um, man, I, I believe that this uh, coming semester of life groups is just going to be a great time. But it's going to be great because people engage and not just show up, but they, they begin to engage yeah. their hearts. They where we begin to share life, where we begin to share mm-hmm. our heart, and and uh, really relationships deepen. And um, as relationships deepen, we can sh- share our stories more easily. Yeah. Which there's something very profound and powerful about what God has done in each one of our lives. And when we share those things, it can be just the very thing that helps deepen for someone else. Um, and they can see, oh, I can make that effort. Maybe maybe they have a hard time seeing, you know, how can I make an effort? But they can they can make that effort. Hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate you taking time to spend with us. We're excited, like we said, to be back uh, for this year. You can look for more episodes coming soon. Um, We hope that you found a place of refreshing and maybe some encouragement um, for our church. Uh, As a family, we're doing 21 days of fasting and prayer. We encourage you, if you haven't already, to jump on board with that. Um, and we, uh, we thank you for joining us this week. We hope to see you next week here at the well.